The GGBC is brought to you by GG Poker. It's the world's biggest online poker room. They have more players than any other site and it's designed to bring back the fun to poker. They've got the classics like Texas Hold'em and Omaha with games for all skill levels. Yeah, Deck loves Bounty Hunter. Yes, I do. And GG Poker has games that you won't find anywhere else. They run huge tournaments with big prize pools. And George, did you know they actually hold the Guinness World Record for the largest prize pool for an online poker tournament? What about if you're a new player? Well, George, I'm glad you asked. If you're new to GG Poker, when you make your first deposit of at least £10, you'll get £60 in free play. No wonder they've got more players than any other site. You've got to be 18 or over, and this offer is for new UK players only. Minimum deposit is £10. Full T's and C's apply. BeGambleAware.org. Please play responsibly. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. This is a crowd podcast. How do, George? How uh, how the devil are you? have had a busy old weekend. This, I mean, it's it's nice that you give this podcast um, some time. I am pumped for this pod. I, there's, oh, yeah. always t- there's always time for the GGBC deck. You know that. Yeah. Uh, but I've had a little, little bit of a busy weekend. Um, I was up in... Well, no, I wasn't. I was down in Brighton Friday night. Very down. Guess who I saw down there? Who? You. You was Wee. down there. Wee. Yeah. Yeah, uh, still living it, living it large, student life. Um, Big time. Share, share in a room, keep the costs down. Yeah. And um, hey, that's why I went to university. So got to do it, got to do it, student while we're there. I said we was partying with ECM, Scott Welch and his son Tommy. Uh, after that, you know, Tommy's win, he boxed Friday night. Uh, another good win for him. Um, I don't know if that bit got on the telly on the box. I don't think they did. I think they went with. Um, for the supporting bouts was uh, Roman Fury. There's another Fury. Apparently five of the Fury clan have boxed on Channel 5 deck. Um, that's good, isn't it? And not and one of them, well, yeah, because none of them, was John Fury. So almost the biggest character, John Fury. I don't think he boxed on Channel 5, probably because there was no Channel 5 when he was Didn't boxing. Exist. Yep. But uh, Roman Fury was out. He had a, he had a win and he boxed... Oh, there was a little bit of Tyson Fury about him. But don't give us any more insight on that card, George. We're, we're going to absolutely go over oh, it. Oh, are we? Saturday night, yeah, oh, and Saturday on. night, you were on the radio. So you're on Channel 5, yeah. a stint to end all stints because you're there, well, we're all there till very late. And then Saturday, yep. so you're doing you're doing TV on Friday. Saturday, you're on the radio, I hear you. I was actually I was on, I was on the radio, TalkSport, which is like the radio show. And it's fun, Deck, because it's totally different then, you know, the blow-to-blow comms. I've done the blow-to-blow comms where you're talking about the fight in the moment on the radio, which is totally different from doing it for the telly and very different from the sort of the face-to-camera stuff where, you know, sometimes I get to work, sometimes I'm just not pretty enough. I'm not pretty enough, Deck, to to stay <laughs> at least for the main event. So they stick me on comms next to all other ECMs, um, like Barry Jones. 
So Barry Jones was there. But uh, yeah, talk sport with Gareth A. Davis. Some people might have heard of him. Some people probably haven't. But journalist who's now self-proclaimed the best at it, what he told me face-to-face. And I thought, love that enthusiasm. That, you know, that's a guy who backs himself. Um, mm. So yeah, I'm not sure. It's, it's a decent little magazine show they, they put together. Uh, on Talksport, and if you're a boxing nut, it's, why not? Why not give that a listen as well? Because you might listen to uh, me on there. And you know, yeah, if you listen to me now. You listen to me then. Just, yeah, let's let's prioritise this this podcast, yep, please. And then maybe one. if you've got some some time, you could potentially listen to Talksport. But that's not where we're here anyway. We, let's, let's not um, talk about other other shows George you've got no. your name above the door here. They're, they're, um, you're already listening to this one so I haven't got to exactly. encourage anyone to listen to this one yeah you're already here exactly um, before we get into the action big news about December 23rd George you're um, really excited about we, this look, yeah I bet because there's a load of heavyweights again remember we were we, we thought we'd got our Christmas back because Fury wasn't up for or Frank Warren wasn't up for Fury boxing Usyk on the 23rd absolutely Whew, the Saudis are going big yeah. In the absence of those two, they are going huge. We're hearing Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder are going to box, not each other, which is annoying, but other blokes on yep. the same card. We're hearing Joshua might box Otto Valin, Valin. and Deontay Wilder might box Joseph Parker. Has also, it been Valin and not Wallin? Well, this is this is the great thing about Otto Valin, right? His name's Otto Valin. That's how, or actually Valin is how it's pronounced. But his nickname is all in so his nickname only works if you mispronounce his surname so isn't it otto all in wall in but it's actually valin valin he's swedish um so yeah just what <laughs> i know don't ask who it was who made that up but, um very interesting cat old otto valin he used to work as a prison guard um we always famous for nearly stopping tyson fury on a cut like really gave him fits in that fight in las vegas uh anyway Big Southport, he'll be boxing Joshua, we hear. Mm, nice. Joseph Parker. Yep. One of the nicest guys in boxing will be fighting Deontay Wilder, so they say. We're expecting Moses Atalma on it. There's talk Dimitri Bivol could be on it. They're talk Daniel Dubois might box Jarrell Miller. Okay. I've also heard Chisora being chucked in there, which I'm not sure how that works because Don Charles trains them both. But um could be Dubois against Jarrell Miller. And I'm hearing today, George, this is hot off the press. Mm. I haven't even written the story yet mm. at the time of recording. It might be Jai Opataya, ECM, yep. one of our favourite that Aussie operators. Absolutely. He might box Sergei Kovalev on the undercard. Kovalev, yeah? Yeah, who's up at Cruiserweight now. I mean, the card is ridiculous again. I mean, we thought the, we thought the Fury and Ghani one was, was deep. This one is, this one is chocker. It's kind of in the absence of a proper main event because we've got like a double header. Mm. Um, I don't know, George, get any of that get your juices flowing? It's great night of boxing. It's great night of boxing, right? But, um, you know, I got into it. I went it was sort of rumbling, rumbling news of it. Uh, we're recording now Sunday night. Maybe it's actually going to change. It's not going to go out until tomorrow, Monday. Uh, but um, Saturday night, you, you would have got the rum. You would have got the rumblings before me, Deck, because you're so well connected. You know, you would Big have time. heard about all this stuff. And I was just thinking, sounds great. But is is it is it sort of lose my shit exciting? I don't think so because it's like a really really decent magnificent seven. And why do we have like magnificent sevens? Because there's there's nothing that that stands out stands alone. And I think Joshua versus Otto Wallin, because the argument will be, well, you won't get these fights when if someone's trying to defend, you know, the Saudis. Like, you would never get this card, right? But you would get these fights. Like, you would get Joshua versus Otto Wallin in the UK. You would get, or anywhere, you would get um, Parker versus Wilder, if that is the fight they go with, anywhere. Any of these fights you would get anywhere. Um, but all on the same night, I'm not so sure. And... That would be great. I'm sure you, like the, the journalist deck, are thinking, oh, I'll get out there and I'll just keep nicking stories all on one mm. night. It's, it's easy. You know, you're, um, 
Not what's, what, what is it? It's not moonlighting. You're not multitasking. <laughs> you're, you're just racking it in, aren't you? Do you know what I am? I'm harvesting. That's what I call it. Harvesting. Like when you do that, nice. you're, you're har- harvesting because you get out there, you get everyone. Yeah. Even like there's so many people about. Problem when there's one main event is that everyone wants to speak to two of them. And if only one of them speaks English, everyone just wants one person. But those sorts of cards, harvesting, baby. So De- um, let me ask you this, right? Because yeah. um, is this thing good for you? endless slots to fill so yeah. i'm just running about going Love who it. can i get it's, it would be manna from heaven um and that's not even to mention the trainers they're like don charles is there andy lee's there pieces you can get these guys on camera now like we can get them on podcasts you know it's, it's um that's the that's the journalist dream but if this was a tournament deck even without mm. the two best heavyweights in the world because that's the thing we're, we're all getting excited about these these big names hold on a minute the two best heavyweights in the world Ain't, ain't fighting that night. Um, imagine having, which is a great division, the light heavyweights at the moment, all fighting on one night, but you haven't got Bivol and you haven't got Baturviev. You're like, eh, missing a bit. But if, if this turned into a tournament, then, if this turned into a tournament and went, right, do you know what? Let's make a big old thing of this. Right? Even at just an eight-man tournament, straight in at quarterfinals. Hold on. Wilder wins and Joshua wins, then they're meeting in the semi-final. Or maybe we keep them two apart. And then we did this episode one, didn't we? Talking about tournaments. That that could, you know, and the reason tournaments don't happen is because they're too expensive. You know, fighters want to be paid handsomely to to sign into something like this because you know you're going to have to have hard fights and you don't mean it's hard to gauge how big it's going to be. So you're like, well, pay me like it's the biggest fight that's ever happened. And if it does, great. If it doesn't, your problem, you know? Um, but that I think that's where you're getting super excitement. I was in a tournament deck. I know what it's like. You know, I know that phew, people like that. That's the one thing that boxing is missing and has missed and will essentially always miss is a fixture list. You, you know, People... And people are moaning when the fight's never going to happen. If there was a tournament, then it, this could be amazing. If it's not a tournament deck, actually, I'm putting it out there. If it's not a tournament, they've missed they've missed an own goal here. I think, I think it's a it's a tour, it's a knockout, pun intended, uh, between in the heavyweight fights. And the idea being that Joshua and Wilder win, and the only reason they're doing this is because then they'll put them they'll put them together next year. Um, what I find very interesting in this fight or in this card. Anthony Joshua is a matchroom, therefore DAZN fighter. Presumably, this is a Queensbury event. Um, well, it's obviously the it's Turkey Al Al Sheikh, the, the same general entertainment authority that that did Fury and Garnu, who obviously worked very closely with with Frank Warren and Queensbury. So, is this going to be on BT? Uh, is this going to be on TNT? Sorry, not BT anymore. Is this going to be on TNT? Is Joshua going to box on TNT? They paying the money to do that. Well, um, Joshua did that thing, didn't he? Where, or at least the zone announced, you know, exclusive deal with him for the rest of his career, and then his next fight was mm. on Sky. So, you know, if you go to Saudi, the show is owned by Saudi. They can sell they the overseas rights to whoever they want. Um, so that's what I was thinking. I was like, what's, you know, Frank Warren's rumbling around with this news. Jadney Joshua don't work for Frank Warren. Like, he's not assigned to Frank Warren. But then again, Neither is Deontay Wilder, is he? You know, like, so they've got... Some of them were Warren fighters, but I think they're just... Everyone's happy to broker deals uh, with, the, with the Saudi chap um, who uh, is, you know, stumping up the money, essentially. And it's for me, I'm de- I find it fascinating, you know, when promoters are now in the world of self-promotion, they've got to promote themselves personally who they are and also their businesses and you think like someone like Eddie Hearn has never done that uh, Eddie Hearn does it better than everyone else and yet now he's he's just a, a booking agent isn't he if he's going to let Joshua and if any of his ones no you know to a certain degree I'm sure he was trying to carve out some some worldwide rights for the zone but might not happen. Yeah. And maybe he's not fussed either about the zone, you know, because he's he's like he's eighty cent he's matchroom, he's not he's not the zone. Well that that's a good point because the zone were the rights holders around the world 
Um, it was on in America on pay-per-view and it was on TNT. I'm talking Fury and Garner and then DAZN were there because it was everywhere else, essentially. Um, Eddie Hearn did an interview with Andy from Boxing News in Newcastle Saturday night. And he, he's saying, you know, we'd love to be involved. We want a bit of that. And so he's already, he's already uh, you know, casting it as we're involved and it's a team thing where it looks like they've just gone, we want Joshua, we're going to pay for it. Here's a question for you, George. I know you were very... Um, aware of your contracts and savvy in that regard is that would there be some sort of stipulation in a contract for Joshua that says obviously he's, he's got all these exclusive things and blah 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 but if, if someone comes in and says well, we're going to pay you this much like would it be in breach of contract as for Eddie Hearn as as his representative essentially to get in the way of him earning that sort of money so uh, J- J- Josh depends what Joshua's deal is with with Eddie Hearn, but usually a fighter who is signed to a promoter, it's up to the promoter where they box. So, for example, if you wanted to go in the the World Boxing Super Series, which is which I've I've heard rumours that it's coming back. You know, season Ooh. three is coming back. No doubt it'll be in Saudi, but it's coming back. Um, all the fighters that went into it must likely have a promotional deal with someone but they just set that aside while they go into this and you know no doubt the promoter will take his percentage and if that isn't in the contract then they'll they'll work that out otherwise they can block it you know um yeah they'll just say nah if there's nothing in it for me i need you on my channel i need you fighting in my arena then then they can they i'm, I'm assuming they, they can block it um you could just try and null and void the contract. We've seen that before where people just go, oh, fuck it, I'll sort it out later. I'll worry about it later. I'll get sued later. Um, and then maybe if, if you're getting paid that much money that you just think, well, yeah, I'll roll the dice. This, this, Saudi will cover it. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, I've been pr- privy to some rumours, should we say, where this has happened before. But when you go on record mm. and say that you've seen it happen. But... Um, Everyone, everyone wants to get paid at the moment, Deck, and I don't blame them. It's a fight game. We are prize fighters. We want to get paid. Um, so you always end up gravitating towards towards the money. Um, and it'll always harbour back to, well, is it good for boxing? Is it good for boxing? Um, and I don't know. Anyone who was at that last event with Fury and Garnu says it was brilliant, right? It was amazing. But... Of course it was when you're not really there for the boxing, are you? You're there because you might meet Drake or you might meet, you know, Sugar Ray Leonard. You know, imagine all your boxing idols and heroes there in one place, um, as well as some other superstars along the way, and you've sort of been one and dined. Um, there was there was a gala dinner, but as of yet, no one's told me what what was for dinner. No one can remember Deck. That's how that's how good everything else was, and it's just whether that level of amazingness from being there can transpire through the TV screen because essentially I think they're building something for the screen it's global is to you know to put Saudi Arabia in good light to the rest of the world and at the moment something's missing for me so there's a little bit missing mm. and it's still it's the same it's like oh, all these big lumps all these big heavyweights big names all fighting on one card like yeah great but I'd happily watch them a week apart all over the world, you know? And I kind of think maybe two's enough. Like, if I've watched Bivol at his fight and then I've watched Joshua go 10 rounds with Vaclean, am I I then, like, on the edge of my seat for for Wilder? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Mm. But maybe it's, I'm just getting old and I can't hack it no more. You know what I mean? I ain't got the, the durability, staying power. It is that age-old question that it's like, do you want a big, long card of really good fights or do you just want one mega main event? And some people like... There are people who like the main event. Some people like the... Like you, when you boxed Dennis Duglin, mm. that that card, mm. with it was Cleverly Bellew rematch. Rematch? Yeah. Mm. Gale was on it. You were on it. It was a very busy card with big fights, but like everyone at home won like all the home fighters won um, and then the main event was not great in the end but 
that's neither here nor there. But some people just prefer, and casual fans just love a ma- massive main event, don't they? But I think people will love Joshua and will love Wilder. They might not tune in for the rest of it. We will, but I think it's a coup. It's a coup getting them two on the same card, whether they're fight, whether they're fighting killers or not. Like we got, I think that's but, massive. but there's got to be the story that they're fighting each other next. If if Good that's point. not there, if neither of them two sort of go all in on them two fighting each other next, I think they've missed a trick, and it'll put it, it turns into that show that, that type of show that you're you're sort of describing. Have you worked out your logistics yet? Are you coming home via Beirut? Are you going to miss Christmas? You having Christmas out there? Oh, they've got big for Christmas. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do yet. I, I really don't know what we're going to do. And the flight, there's a flight. There, I shouldn't really say this, but there is a flight because everyone's going to want to get it. It gets you back like on the 20th, on Christmas Eve in the evening. But it's going to set fill up real quick. And remember what happened with me? I missed my, my flight to Beirut got cancelled. I was got home nearly a day later than I was supposed to. Yeah. And if that happens, I'll be, it'd be Boxing Day. Yeah, no. Well, I'll tell you who is flying Christmas Eve. Might have space. Go on. Santa. Wee. <laughs> Could you get in with Brilliant. Santa's sleigh? Yeah, have you seen Arthur Christmas? No, fuck, no, fuck, no. Let's not get caught up on this. Um, we got boxing to talk about. Are you hearing those explosions, George? You feeling all right? Or <laughs> no, it's uh, it's Diwali, of course. Yeah, uh, they're not fire. They're not belated fireworks for Harlem Eubank celebrating his victory. Um, because he was back. This is cool, George. Eleven years since he started boxing. Mm. On the eleventh month, sadly, it was the tenth of the eleventh. It was at eleven p.m. And in the 11th round, he stopped Timo Schwarzkopf in, with the, to, to complete the biggest and best win of his career. Mm-hmm. He dropped Schwarzkopf in the third, heavy. I thought he was going to do him there. Mm-hmm. Then he sort of slowed down. He said later that his legs went and he, he basically cramping up. He's done at the weight, he says. But he got the stoppage. When Schwarzkopf was starting to have some success and maybe, forget Saudi, but Brighton might just become a regular stop on the on the boxing roadshow i'd love that personally george what was your well your view of it was from about two fit from the from the ring canvas but how did you assess the performance of uh of our good friend and elite club member harlem eubank against timo schwarzkopf yeah i was impressed i thought he boxed really well and you know he's a friend of the show uh and i've i've always had a lot of time i've covered a lot of his fights now on five and I thought it was a really good performance. Considering this time round, the slight changes for him will be bringing Senior in, Chris Eubank Senior, who, you know, um, must have loads of brilliance to bring, but also will come with some stuff, you know, some 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 new stuff at least, something to, something to contend with. And then being back in Brighton, you know, headline on, on Terrestrial TV. Um, against a guy who's never been stopped, as far as I was aware, never been really dropped, hardly hurt, um, and looked like a, a wily tough fighter. Born in Kosovo, and uh, boxing out of Germany, very German name. Um, came over, and um, I thought it was going to be a tougher fight than what it was. I think Harlan made it look easy. He drops him in the third round. You're thinking, oh, wow, he can get rid of him here and there, uh, right there and then. But to um, Schwarzkopf, Schwarzkopf, I was got panic on his name now. Schwarzkopf. Schwarzkopf. To Schwarzkopf. <laughs> Schw- He's not from New York, mate. To, to Schwarzkopf's <laughs> credit, like he weathers the storm. Uh, but it was loads of nice, neat, intricate little Harlem Eubank bits we saw, you know. Um, I mean, I'd even go as far as he was Groves-esque at times. He had the low. He had the low left hand, and he, he was, said it. He said it. He was yeah, low left hand, and he's you know he had that nice little dip and slide in, and then worked away to the body, you know. A um, couple of times got warned for, for punching low. I think he might even had a point off, but they were on the waistband, and we love a waistband debate at this moment in time. Not us two deck. We don't give a shit. But I'm talking about the wider um, geographics, bent arm shots, and 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 power shots, which. I think at times he's been guilty of n- not prioritizing because I'm look, I'm, you look at the way he shapes up. I think this guy could this guy could punch harder than than his record shows, and it's why is that? I think it's a conscious thing because we've seen I've seen him like catch was it 
deal was it Dodds with a check left hook and you know put him away a couple of years ago now might have been just after lockdown but so he's got the power but um terrific finish I think it was a right was it a right hook or a straight right right uppercut yeah it was, it was like, like it. it was like a short a short little right short little right hook cl- quite close mm. up just sent him wobbling all over the place sent him south didn't it sent him south big time yeah on the south coast yeah I um I I thought he was um I love Hart. I've got a lot of time for Harlem. I think he's a really like a nice human anyway. We obviously we know, know that from the show, but um but I thought he works at like tremendous pace. I don't know if you thought that when you you know, seeing him up close, but he's always so fast. Like not just necessarily his hands, but his feet as well. Just the way he moves and the way he operates and he's in and out of distance and he's round the corner and he's shooting from somewhere else. I thought he was really impressive. He reminds me of like a martial artist as much as a boxer a lot of the time the way he, he shapes up and stuff did, did he? he didn't he yeah and he, okay well that that's that well that explain why karate, um, but he cuts out angles really well doesn't he Dick? Mm. It's, it's there's a lot there's a lot that he does and so therefore a lot that you know he, he does well and there's a lot to like um and then i think as he you know as he just gains that experience more and more experience more time in the gym more time in the ring he'll just know when to do what at the right time. So not necessarily did a lot wrong, but sometimes he was getting caught. Sometimes he was just lingering in the pocket and getting caught with a couple of shots. Sometimes he'd pull out high. But, you know, other than that, um, a really, really um, stellar performance from from Harlem Eubank. And um, is this, he caught... Does he call out Connor Ben first or does Chris Eubanks Sr. call him out first, Dick? It's a very interesting question. And so we're, we're told the reason that Sr. came into the camp is because Harlem sadly lost his dad in September. Um, so he's had to deal with that during this camp, which I find really very um, impressive. Anyway, at, at the funeral, Chris Sr. thinks... He need. I, I should. I should look after Harlem now. Like my brother and his dad is gone, so I can. I can look after him. So that's when he enters the fold, um, and he's very, very uh, in view. He'd obviously taken a back seat with Junior recently. In fact, he was absent recently, but he at the start of Junior's career he was right there, and that's what he is like with Harlem now. And after the fight, we went to the dressing room, interviewed the pair of them. And senior is wants Connor Ben. He's like obviously Harlem is, says the same, but senior's job here it seems is to try and lure Connor Ben into that fight, mm. maybe away from the G- Eubank Junior fight and into the Harlem fight, which I would would uh, be surprised if that happens. But they're basically saying, look, there's, there's another Eubank for you, Connor. Um, if you're having trouble with the with the Junior fight, here's this one. Um, Harlem says he's done at 140, so he'll be going up to welterweight, which is Conor Ben's natural weight, really. Um, is Conor Ben a welterweight I, still? I thought he'd moved well, up because his last he, fight he was a bit heavier. It was at 54, but he didn't. And I mean, that was after a long a long spell out and he's working towards a middleweight fight with, with Eubank. But I still think he's a, a welterweight to all intents and purposes, really. He's much like Harlem in that he's started down at sort of 140 basically and then campaigned there and then went up to welterweight which is obviously a, a very very tough division at the top um, I would say he's a welterweight still whether he'll make it again for the right fight I'm sure he would uh, I don't know what are your feelings on that George because Conor Ben is a big big name he hasn't you know he's been out for a while and I, I don't give him much chance against a, a, a middleweight Chris Eubank Jr but yeah, Harlem fight seems like seems like a fun fight that would get the juices flowing for people. It would, and but it's not it's not like uh, Conor Ben v Chris Eubank Jr. Like which people, if it's anyone, it's got to be him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's uh, true. You know, Harlem going straight up to welterweight and then straight in with a Conor Ben fight. Is that quite right? But. I think it's the right thing for Harlem to be doing right now. And with Senior, you know, um, I'm not sure how much involvement he will be having, you know, on a day-to-day. But in terms of um, raising his profile, it's kind of no one better, really. 
you know. Yeah. Um, he will get you straight on morning TV to to to, to chat chat along. Um, he'll get you loads of headlines. Um, it's just the way it is, you know. Chris Eubank Jr., um, who's only ever fought for one world title, never won a world title, not one of the major four, um, is still the biggest name in British boxing outside the heavyweight division. Um, I think, you know, his fight with Liam Smith were the only Sky pay-per-views this year. Uh, and the reason for that is because Eubank Jr. was there. Um so Eubank in general carries weight and I think it's it's a great thing for, for, for Harlem. Like people Channel Five audience, Terrestrial TV free to air, you know, that would have peaked at a couple of million, I'm sure, um Friday night. And these are casual casual people, but some of them will be like, they won't know the difference between Chris Eubank Jr., Harlem Eubank, it's Eubank, Eubank. That's why Fury fights next. So, and we got we got Eubank and Fury. When are them two fighting each other? Um, so, <laughs> I think I think it's good, but I don't think he'll get the, the Conor Ben fight. To be honest, I don't think he will. Um, I think they'll make him do something to get his profile up for that to be considered. And of course, the Ben situation is still a mess. You know, he still doesn't have a border control license. You know, I think. Clever people um, within boxing are trying their utmost to find an avenue to make uh, Chris Eubank Jr. and and Conor Ben, uh, and so far they haven't, have they? You know, I think that was mooted at one point as being your your pre Christmas Eve yeah. Christmas date. Um, so I don't know, I don't know. I just want Harlem to be happy and to carry on winning and progressing. Um, and yeah, I think for his profile is, is rising. Um, and he's got to get a move on to a certain degree because he's late twenties now, 28, maybe 29. So he's coming into his, his physical peak and he's going to want to be test himself as best he can. Well, he's, he's up and running in Brighton back again. And so. Brighton was great, wasn't it, Deck? Oh, long may it continue. I, I love Brighton as a boxing venue. I used to love covering Chris Eubank Jr. Just going down there and seeing him in the gym, just cause you get, it's nice being by the, by the sea, isn't it? It is. Um, there was, just just before we have a break, just to go through the rest of the card, elite club member Lerone Richards won. Absolutely. Adding, really, on points Mickey Ellison, but adding to his reputation as who needs him mm. because very good. And yeah, I mean, he's just much better than a lot of people. He's one of the best at the weight, but he's still going to struggle to get a big fight. But he has signed with Wasserman. That was his first fight of, of that deal. So let's hope he gets that big breakthrough fight that he wants. Um, like you mentioned, Tommy Welsh won as well. Uh, just wanted to do a shout out as well, George, to Harvey Dykes. Do we need to shout out Harvey Dykes? Yes, we do. We do because he was the fucking story of the night. Super heavyweight. Well, he was a super heavyweight as an amateur. He won the ABAs there in 2022. Sold 400 tickets. So the place was rocking for him. Uh, and it was his debut against Eric Nazarian. He beat him on points. Um, so I think Harvey Dykes from, from Whitehawk, which is down on the coast. Yeah. He could be, he could be someone that they just slip on these Brighton, these South Coast cards. Absolutely. If he's going to sell 400 tickets every time, happy days. What a nice guy as well. He was, um, a, he was certainly popular down in Brighton. The rapper RD who's from Brighton walked him out. So he's already got rappers walking him out. Um, yeah, I think the Harvey Dykes journey might be a fun one. Uh, anyway, let's have a break because we're going to have a look ahead to uh, this weekend. And I've got an interesting question from one of our listeners as well, George. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Deck, we're back. How was your break? Uh, one of the best I've ever had. How was yours? Brilliant. Right, so it was, it was awesome. It was mm. awesome. So I thought this would be an opportunity and a great one at that to you know 
trailer our Ben Shalom episode which is coming out this Wednesday again on YouTube for those who need to watch the podcast you can still listen to it everywhere you get your podcasts but we've got Ben Shalom in this Wednesday I'm excited about this one it's another promoter mm. in the club yeah um, it's the longest interview he's ever done Ben Shalom I think there's a lot of people have we done it? yeah we have yeah <laughs> there's a lot of people George me and you included um, yeah. that might look at Ben Shalom and be like hmm I'm not really sure about Ben Shalom like where did he come from What what's his story mm. don't know much about him he's quite for a promoter he's he's kind of not out there he hasn't got the sort of chutz power of Eddie Hearn or whatever he's sort of a bit more reserved so we get him in put him under this will be the longest interview he's ever done yeah by a mile should add um, or maybe by like 40 minutes <laughs> the beauty of it as well George obviously it would be on the audio pod early doors Wednesday but then it's on yep. flipping YouTube on the Boxing News YouTube channel um, as we it all is. know by now and if you don't know you must have not listened to any of our pods or follow us on the show, socials at GG Boxing Club game changed we love it Saturday night George another yep. yet another Elite Club member is in action in a headline fight um, on a major broadcaster and that is Adam Azim uh, who boxes in Wolverhampton against I love this name Frank or probably pronounced Franck Petitjean now Petitjean just translates Petit directly as Little John which I love that it's like remember Roberto Di Matteo your, who played for your boys Chelsea would translate yeah. as Bob Matthews but it sounds so much better when it's Frank Petitjean anyway Petitjean he's boxing for the European title uh, Adam Azim so he's moving through the the ranks quickly as we knew he would um, but all on Sky all over the weekend during the Premier League games Adam Azim adverts he's yeah, he's up and I running that. He's, big, he's big news now isn't he he is big news he is big big news um, and they're pushing him pushing him harder pushing him fast so far no problems you know no problems um, he had a he had a tougher test last time out I, I can't remember the dude's name uh, Fanyan yeah, and I, you know, I watched it beforehand. And I thought, was something be a walk in the park? We'll learn a bit about Adam Azim, and I think we did. You know, we did, we did, we did. Um, but you know, he got he he, he you know, Azim put the fun in Funyan that night, and now he is out with not Robin Hood, but Petit Jean. Petit Jean. Um, he's not from Nottingham, is he? No, because you can't you can't knock them guys out from Nottingham, but. Um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to this one. Are you going, Deck? Uh, no, not going to this. Uh, I.e., fuck knows why I'm not going. Why am I not going? I'm not going. Um, yeah. But I'm excited about it, George, because he's entered that stage in his career now, Azim, where, like with the Funyan fight as well, when he doesn't just chin someone, because that stops after a few fights, and, mm. and when you get to a certain level, it's like, okay, now we really see what they're made of when when he's not knocking them out. And I thought he boxed really well in patches against Funyan because yeah. really he's been knocking everyone out and so you don't really get to see what he's good at and what he maybe isn't so good at and where his strengths are and whatnot. I think this will be another one of them. I think he'll beat Petitjean. He's a favourite in my eyes, but won't have it all his own way. I agree, I agree. And I've seen enough of Adam Azim to realise he's working his way to trying to become a complete fighter, you know, a fighter who's got a bit of everything about them, you know, would always fall back on what, what works for them, but he's drilling a bit of everything. So that it doesn't matter who he comes in against, whoever he comes up against, um, he'll have an answer with them, you know, something that I, I think Harlem Eubank's been working on, you know, but <clears throat> Adam Azim, at his age, the way they're progressing him, the wins he's already racked up. If he carries on at this rate, deck, he's he's no doubt going to be a world champion. He's going to be a big star. So um, as long as he he stays switched on and he, he you know he, he, he sticks to the plan, he's looked after correctly, which I think he is at the moment. Um, exciting stuff, man! Exciting stuff. And uh, Wolverhampton. Well, I mean, was in Brighton for the first time in a in, a, in decades. Uh, what, was the, what was the last big show in Wolverhampton? I mean, it's not it's not a hotbed, is it? They've called the the, the uh, show Wolves at the Door as well. I don't know how they came up with that, but um, why I do like they it. call it a hotbed, Dick? Um, well, if you if your bed's hot, then it's teeming with bed bugs. I think that's where it comes from. 
Right. No, not really. Fuck no, this is a good question. If anyone got any idea why it's called a hotbed, I like it. I think it's emotive. But um, Wolves is no hotbed. No, it's actually quite a cold bed. Flat and miserable. Um, sorry, anyone from Wolves. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Adam Azim, yeah, he's there. Also, just to say, if he wins that, so if he wins the European title, he's going to have to defend it in January or by the latest February or he's going to get stripped he has to box a guy called Enoch Polson. so he could get Adam Azim twice in quick succession November and January which is great for him he wants to be busy um, so yeah I think I mean it's going to be a big test and another big night and a big occasion for him um, and it's every time it's like sink or swim with him mm. um, yeah but what he isn't George yet I would say is in the top five pound for pound in Britain. Now this is the question I was telling you about. And this was a question mm. from Callum. Great question, thanks Callum. He said, if you had to assemble a pound for pound list of current British fighters, would Joe Cordina feature in your top five? Um, I it guess- wasn't Callum, Callum Smith who asked, was it? Callum Johnson. No, Callum it, was, Johnson. it wasn't Callum Smith or Callum Johnson. Um, so I think the best way to answer that question is give me a, give me a top five British pound for pound, George, and I'll see if That's mine matches. Hard, isn't it? Jesus. Right. Um, Number one? Is Usyk British? I can never remember. <laughs> He's not British, is he, Usyk? Yeah, you're he, thinking he of Rick, Rick Mail again. Rick Mail, yeah, yeah. Uh, who's the world champions first? Eh? Okay. Joe Cordina. Joe Cordina, Sonny Edwards, uh, Tyson Fury. Uh, yeah. Chris Billum-Smith. Chris Billum-Smith. Um... Got no middleweight, no no superweight, no middleweight, no light heavyweight. Josh Taylor, obviously, no longer a champion. No longer a champion. I think that's all of them. Josh, Sorry. Taylor, Josh Taylor's got to be in their top five, hasn't he? Yes. He was undisputed one fight ago, right? And he's got some mega names on his record. Maybe dead at the weight. So I think Josh has got to be in there. But let's, should, we, should we try and assemble? We do. Yeah. Well, it's got to be a team effort. I we think, assemble okay, my, five my number one, and then we put them in order. My number Go one, on. and I think he'll, he'll consolidate this position in December, is Sonny Edwards. I think talent-wise, mm. and um, he's got a really good win amongst that. In fact, he's got a number don't of punch so deck, does he? But he doesn't. Well, doesn't punch. But I've always said they're the ones you got to look out for. He must be fucking good at everything else. Um, and I think he beats Bam. I think if he beats Bam, he has to be the number one pound for pound in Britain. But yeah. I think the contenders, the runners and riders are all those guys we just mentioned. Joe Cordina, Tyson Fury, Josh Taylor, Chris Billum-Smith, uh, Callum Smith. Uh, who else would be in there? People, oh, Lee Wood is a world champion as well. Sorry, we forgot Lee. Um you could make a case that Tyson Fury is. I know you'll you'll probably raise your eyebrows. Yeah, he literally did. Um, but he is the WBC heavyweight champion. I know people don't like putting heavyweights yeah. in pound for pound, but he's beaten Deontay yeah. Wilder twice. He's beaten Vladimir Klitschko. He's the W. He's undefeated yeah. world heavyweight champion. Like he's his credentials are not to be sniffed at. Do you know, do you know what we got a problem with at the moment? Go on. Our top boys are, they do blow a bit hot and cold as well, don't they? Yeah. Tyson Fury beats Klitschko beat Wilder robbed an MMA fighter you know um, also in um, some people in some people's eyes you yeah. know Callum Callum Smith I, I remember sitting at, uh, at a, a meeting a pre-meeting at Sky before you know they have a little team meeting before we go on air and I think I'd rec- recently-ish retired so I'd recently-ish come off the fight against Callum and they said who's Britain's best pound for pound fighter um, I don't. Josh Taylor hadn't won a hadn't won a world title at that point. I said, "Well, um, it's got to be Ka- Callum Callum Smith." I was thinking, "You bastards! You've only picked him because he beat me." <laughs> yeah. But if this question got asked a month ago, would I have been number one? Would I be, or would it have been Amir Khan or Kel Brook mm. or? But I think that's the. I think the you've got to, um, you get. It's really hard to get. What is it? Well, Callum Smith, obviously a former former world world. I think if he beats Serviev next, I mean, fucking hell, yeah, he's number one for me. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Um, you got you got a, a, a little shout, and he's not number one, but you have to you have to mention Jack Catterall in there because in my eyes, in many people's eyes, he beat Josh Taylor that night. Um, so therefore, yeah, he he's effective. Beat, I know what you mean. He's undefeated. He, well, he's not undefeated, but he's. Um, if he if he unifies wins all the belts at that weight, it's a different he's a different man right now. Mm. Um, so 
He's he has to be in there. I think the, in answer to your question, Callum, as you can see, it's a really hard debate. Joe Cordina is in the top five, though, isn't he? Has to be two-time world champion, beaten Rakimov, knocked out Agawa. Okay, he wasn't great against Vasquez. Skillful fighter. He showed a bit of everything so far, now hasn't he? Yeah. Really, with the, the care of power as well. So but, okay, in no yeah. particular order, then. Josh Taylor. Josh Taylor. Uh, Sonny Edwards. Sonny Edwards. Joe Cordina. Joe Cordina. Tyson Fury? Mm. Nah. Oh. oh. I mean, he's in nah, mind. I think, yeah. Is it, yeah. Well, okay, who's the best light uh, heavyweight? Because you got to have one from that. Callum Smith out of that little crowd. I, I mean, Callum Smith. Callum Smith's yeah. the front runner in that. Yeah, and um, then like honourable mentions to CBS and Lee Wood and, and that lot. I mean, so just on, on resume alone, they've done the business and they're both world champions. But it's a good question. Joshua, where does Joshua come? Is he in the top 10? Pound for pound, Jack. When you're thinking about pound for pound, are you thinking, does Joshua, does Anthony Joshua beat Joshua Buatzi? I mean, he does right now, yeah, because he's, he's a heavyweight. He's fucking five stone heavier. We got it's it's um rebuilding period, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's interesting time because there would have been a time where we could have listed them, and to be honest, it was all kind of everyone agreed on it. But I think it's in people would have made a case for a lot of fighters. Yeah. I mean, some people would be go, Billy Joe Saunders has yeah. got to be pound for pound. He's so skillful. He's so fast at that. And then there would be a lot of people say, Nah, you know, you, no I mean, way. When you were when you were number one super middleweight in the world, you're probably number one pound for in Britain. Based Thanks, on Nick. that, but, we got there in the end, didn't it, we? It moves. We got there in the Hold end. Hold on a sec. Can I, I need to check Callum's uh, IP address? I bet you it's Casa Groves. You just you just wrote that in just to try and get to crowbar crowbar that. But you're right because it moves quickly, doesn't it? it move, like it's a, it's in flux all the time, and then you lose, and then it's like oh fuck, everyone forgot about you, and now it's Callum Smith is the man. Um, Who's the five prospects we need to look out for, though? Well, Dave? that's or a great question because this? Adam Azim. Let's let's just have a little look. Adam Azim, I think, is number one. You know, if you if you talk prospects, you're probably talking ten or fewer fights, maybe fifteen. Yeah, and under twenty three as well. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Well, Moses Atalma definitely in there. On yeah. The, on that Solid. basis, and so Adam, Moses gets heavyweight. Adam Azim. What's cruiserweight? How old is Chev Clark now? Is Chev not, Clark a prospect or is he not a prospect? I mean, he's a prospect on. He's not young because he was I mean, six he, fights in, or is yeah. he more than six fights in? He's slightly more than that. Um, he's won a belt now, hasn't he? Yeah, he's just won his first belt, but he's he's seven and zero, oh, but he's thirty two. So right, he's not, nah, he's not a prospect. Take him out. Sorry, sorry, chef. You're not sorry, chef. Mate. But in terms of in terms of ten or fewer fights, like he has to mm. be in the conversation. Vidal Riley hasn't had that many fights. Um, Vidal Riley had more fights, but he's only twenty six. So it's like, where do you draw the line at prospect? Adam Azine, can you even call him a prospect? He's going, you know, he's going to be European European champion potentially. Um, mm. Any Talma. females, Dick? Oh, Maisie Rose Courtney, big big fan of her. Very very talented fighter, flyweight, light fly, super fly, one sort of that sort of area. She can go for all the divisions then. Very very um, talented, skillful, both stances, check hooks a lot. Very good. Well, no doubt we've missed plenty, Dick. So let's ask the listeners, the ECMs to come in with uh, their suggestions too. Who is that, you know, and also we've asked this more than once as well. Who's their small hall heroes who are going to break through onto the TV circuit soon? Who, you know, Deck will be writing a feature about for Boxing News and uh, I might be um, talking about. I know as well for a fact, George, we've forgotten someone very big and we're going to look very stupid. Someone's going to tweet us instantly saying we're idiots for that so whoever it was we clearly forgotten I'm sorry but please tweet us at GG Boxing Club or Instagram send us a voice note in fact voice notes and then you can show us your working send us an Instagram voice note email us what's the email address George? email address is always the same uh, GG Boxing Club at crowdnetwork.co.uk easy socials at GG Boxing Club uh, Instagram Twitter TikTok uh, we're just so much content 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 out now loads of little reels mate love it reels are, um, reels are really are really good aren't they um, really good they're really good uh, you can listen as we said Wednesday morning still old school heads Absolutely. audio in your inbox um, and make sure if you do that hit the follow button Apple or Spotify and also leave a review if you can or if you want 
yeah, leave us, leave us, leave us a review. Leave us a comment on the on the YouTube video as well. I love reading them. Love, love it. Do you yeah. like it? Share it. Read it. And um, yeah, and also, there's always a massive reveal on the YouTube, but you have to watch it all, and it's in the last um, four seconds. So really if you get wait. it right. Just you know. wait until the last four seconds. Um, and yeah, that's all on on YouTube. Anyone who's seen the advert, thank you for all the Max and Paddy comments. We we were, that's what we were going for because people have been slinging that at us as if we're like we're idiots. We didn't we're, know. That was the point. But um, George refused to wear a tie, so we didn't go full Max and Paddy. We're um, we are off that generation. Who's Max and who's Paddy? From the pictures, um, I'm Max and I. You are yeah. You got a little beard as well these days. I like your little beard. I like your little beard. Um, merch as well, by the way. Still merch flying off the shelves. Obviously, it's nearly Christmas. I mean, I can't. Is it think time of... to bring out some t-shirts? It I'm is. Like, I... There's a there's a gaping hole in the t-shirt market. Maybe if someone wants to design us one, send us that as well. Maybe you might be might be solidified in this club's folklore with a with a t-shirt design. But I can't think of a better Christmas present, to be honest, than a GGBC bottle. Bottle, yeah. Because you can. I'll every, get you one of them. I mean, everyone needs to drink. Everyone, like, and I don't care, man, woman, child, dying, baby, yeah. like every single, like end of the spectrum, everyone needs a bottle. So yeah, don't say we don't do anything for you because you can buy them on the link tree. It's, uh, like, it's almost, it's almost the best vessel for, for for containing liquid that you wish to drink. Yeah, that's why that's why we that's why we branded them. Um, okay, George. Well, that's how about that. I think we've uh, got to the bottom of that question for this week. Uh, I'll see you on Wednesday. Can't wait. See you Wednesday with your uh, hair neatly neatly sprayed, and I'll have my, my hoodie on, which you're not allowed to have. I'm wearing a suit. You've slash have got, but never wear. I'll see you Wednesday, Deck. See you then, George.